you're listening to that. <laughs> Crotch Goblins podcast. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Damn Crotch Goblins. (laughs) So today I wanted to talk about male circumcision. Now why in that? I find that I have two boys and I have a, I had a very one way view of it. Um, But at the same time I was open, don't get me wrong. So I'm, I've always been one of those people. I, whenever I said, this is my opinion, and I've always ended it with, from what I know. This is my opinion, from what I know. And what that means is that, from what I know currently, this is my current perspective, this is my current thought, as I know it now. That means that I am open to, and I will always be open to seeing things in a different light. Now, not bias. I am one of those people, I don't want what you feel concern, blah, 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 blah. Show me the facts. I want to see in a documentation how this is, however you believe. I'll tell you right now, immunizations, and I'm telling you this from fact, that the man who came out and said that immunizations causes autism went back on national television and stated, I falsified these documents and it is all made up. And yet people are still believing it. And what is so bad about your children having autism? It's not like they're dead. And I'll tell you, those people who do have children who've passed away, I'm sorry, God rest your souls, please understand that you can kill your child by giving them carrots for the first time and not knowing that they are overly allergic to it. Are you going to go out and sue and say, no, don't eat carrots. Sue the carrot manufacturers like, no, you can't grow carrots. How dare you guys? No more. No more carrots for everybody. They're bad for you. They're going to kill you. No, your child had a reaction to it. And after everybody has gotten immunizations, all doctors and nurses inform you, please keep an eye on your child for any fevers, rashes, hard difficulty breathing or swallowing for the next 24 hours. People, I'm telling you, not hour, not two hours, not five hours, 24 hours. Just like your child can go swimming. And did you know there's a thing called after drowning? or it's called dry drowning, I believe is the correct term for it, but dry drowning is where your child goes and plays and takes in water while playing. And unknowing to you, they seem fine. They go about their day, they eat their dinner, they drink their juice, they get ready for bed, they go to bed, and they die. Why do they die? They drowned. They drowned from the fluid in their lungs. Crazy, right? So just know, there are things in this world that are going to kill you, whether you know it or not. But I'll tell you right now, my grandfather had polio, and that man suffered every day of his life. He would tell you that he was grateful for life, he was grateful to be alive, but that man suffered. He had to have braces on his legs, he had like literally no muscle on his legs. He might as well have just been in a damn wheelchair, to be honest. And why would I want my child to suffer with that? Children with measles have to go into the hospital for months. Look it up. There was a child that was in Washington State over in the area of Seattle area. I'm not saying in Seattle, but in the area who was on state Medicaid and had caught measles because the mother refused to get that child immunized. That child spent almost three months, I believe, two and a half to three months in the hospital. And their bill was almost half a million dollars on the country. 
Why would you, I mean, let's not even worry about the money. Put the money aside. The child. Why would you let your child suffer like that? Barely being able to breathe in immense pain day after day just because you didn't want to give them one shot. I'm telling you right now. Oh, there's all these things in the chemicals in the shots. Do you know how many chemicals are in that damn box of mac and cheese? I'm going to tell you right now. Did you know that Kraft mac and cheese is banned? And I'm telling you, banned over in Germany. (laughs) If it's so good for us, why is it banned in other countries? So many things are not allowed to be imported into other countries because they are banned because of the chemicals and the toxins that are in them. And yet you're going to complain to me about the toxins in that shop, but you're going to give your kid red food color dye number 40, blue color number 50, all this other chemicals processing and things like that. And let's not even talk about the water that they're going to take a bath in. Have you had your water tested? how hard it is, the chemicals, the impurities that are in it. And you let your child sit in that for up to 30 to 40 minutes with warm water, literally embedding itself into your child's skin. But you're not going to let them get a shot that could ultimately save their life. You see what I'm saying? Like when I think about it, I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Like you're going to sit there and you're going to judge this one shot on all the things that are in it. Yet You think about all the crap you're feeding your kid through its mouth? Yeah, I don't think so. I'm going to tell you right now, I'd rather my child have a shot and get fat or have autism over getting sick and having polio. Having a month or more in the hospital barely able to breathe or walk. Having my child have... HPV and having cancer, like cervical cancer, or anything like that, you guys. Think about it. Oh, well, you know, no, no, no. Yeah, your kid might have an adverse reaction. That's that's life. They can't make them perfect for everybody. We are a 7 billion people. Are we all the same? Do we all think the same? Do we all look the same people? No, we don't. Even our blood doesn't all look the same. You know why? Because we're individuals and we need to recognize and understand that everything can't be cookie cutter for us. And you've got to be a proactive parent, you guys. Proactive. We can do this. Yes, I want to start today off a little bit serious, but I also want to do with facts. You know me. I'm a very factual kind of person. Um, If you guys find something that I may not have found or something that contradicts it, please, by all means, email me, damncrotchgoblinspodcast at gmail.com. I would love to have the information, go over it, and have a discussion or, hey, I got this information. Let's talk about it. I am totally for that. I was in debate for years in high school, and I love it. I love new information coming you know, that guy who sits there who's like, um, blah, 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 change my mind. I love that because you know what? He's saying I'm open to hearing what you have to say. And he's laying out the facts. If you actually listen to him, he's not, he's not being biased. Here's the facts. Here's what's stated. And this is how I, you know, this is it. So I was looking this up today and, you know, like I said, I have, I have two boys. My first son, I was a single mom. Um, his father was out of the picture. And when he was born, I thought, you know, I'm going to get him circumcised. 
it seemed like a clean, it seemed, again, I didn't do a lot of research. I will tell you right now, my doctor didn't provide me with a very clean cut, very precise, like there needs to be a pamphlet, you guys. I didn't have a pamphlet. I didn't have anything that said, here are the risks. Here are the benefits. Here's the perceived, perceived, you guys, this is perceived benefits. Because again, some of this stuff, we can't really justify. We can't really quantify yet. Okay. And that's, that's where this is a very gray area because it can't be quantified. Um, a lot of people don't bring their child in for a rash around the penis. It doesn't get quantified at the doctor's office. Do you see what I'm saying? Um, hospital has records like that. Doctor's offices don't. It's called HIPAA. It's called patient, doctor, patient privileges. Okay. These things aren't going to be shared. So again, there's a lot that isn't being shared that is, and it's not anything wrong, but there's a reason it's not being shared. So we need to have an open mind about this. And so my first son I had circumcised and the person who did it screwed it up. And I'm going to tell you right now, they said they had done it before. They know what they were doing and they still screwed it up. My child is half circumcised, basically poor child. Um, he still has to pull a bit of skin back to clean and things like that. He basically, it's like have like a partial zipper accident. You guys, <laughs> poor boy. I tell you what, <laughs> he's like, I'm circumcised. I don't think that's what a circumcision looks like, but, <laughs> um, you know, and then when I got married, um, we found out we were having a boy and I said, you know, I did get torn, my oldest son, I did get him circumcised, but, um, you know, the lady screwed it up, you know, and I am very open to not doing it or doing it, but I'd like to find the right person. And, um, at that time, my husband said, you know, I'm not, and, um, you know, there's no issue as long as you teach him cleanliness. And that I agree 1000%, you guys, you can't sit there and say cleanliness. I honestly believe that it comes down to being a lazy parent. If you don't want to take the time to pull your son's foreskin back and clean it for him, show him the proper way to handle his penis, show him how to clean his penis, show him how to use a little piece of tissue while they're still young, you know, I know they're going to want to shake it later, but you know, when they're young, use a piece of tissue to clean off the tip, right? You need to be proactive in showing your child the proper way to handle his body. And I truly believe that as a mother of two sons, I show them you need to wash it, you know, and as we'd be in the bathroom, yeah, pull it back and wash it. And he'd be like, ah, and I'm like, yeah, it tickles. It's okay. Clean it. Okay. Soap. Now let's rinse it off, you know, and showing him that. Um, as they grow older, right? And you're starting to switch over that um, duty to them. You know, that's where I would then, hey, did you clean? Well, I didn't know. So again, you know, I would, you know, when they were younger, right? I would watch them. I'd have him do it while I watched. But I made sure it was done at every single bath time. Therefore, I knew it was getting done. Then he started getting older and taking showers by himself. Um there's occasions where he would, mom, my penis hurts. And I said, well, what do you mean your penis hurts? Well, it kind of burn itches. It itches. Okay. Does it burn when you pee? And you kind of think about it. So I'm not sure if it really did, but you know, he's like, uh, yeah, it does. You know, <laughs> I think, you know, I think he was thinking like, oh yeah, the answer that I need to answer. She is yes. 
And so I said, have you been cleaning your penis? And he looked at me and I said, have you been pulling it back, scrubbing it, rinsing it off like I've showed you? No. Well, that's your problem. I'll tell you right now, I sent him in to go take a shower that day. And I made him take a shower for the next few days. And then I asked him, I said, does your penis still itch? Does it still hurt? And he's like, no. I said, hmm. Someone hasn't been cleaning his penis like he was told to do. <laughs> you know, and that's the other thing too. I'll tell you right now. Just like my favorite TV show, Kindergarten Cop. Girls have vaginas. Boys have penises. I am 100% for that. <laughs> that is the word. That is what they are. And that is what my children will know. Because also, you guys, you got to think about those who molest our children. We hope it will never happen to our children. We hope no one ever takes advantage of our child. But as a, a woman myself who has been molested at a very young age and taken advantage of, the best thing we can do for our children is let them know the real names so that anyone who comes in the way, a teacher, counselor, a friend, family member, somebody else will be able to say, hey, there's an issue here. They said blank or, you know, so-and-so is touching my blank, you know, and it's not cookie or my, my tutu or whatever people are saying. I don't know, <laughs> but you know, and that's the thing we've got to stop we got to stop dancing around this, you guys. Life is life. It's going to be gritty and gross. It's good. We've got to be prepared. The other thing is, too, is, you know, I really do believe in that mind your own damn business. And there are times where, you know what, I wish you would mind your own damn business, but thank you very much for coming in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, there are people like me who are taking... Um, I guess misconstrued. Um, and then there are people who really should have, you know, be looked at and they're not being looked at. There was a neighbor lady at my friend's house. I'm like, oh my God, these children are grubby. I mean, they're grubby, you guys. Hair's knotted and dirt. They look dirty and greasy. They're wearing dirty clothes. They kind of smell when you walk by them. What is going on with these children? They don't have proper fitting clothes. These kids are running out in the yard without shoes, which is fine. They're in their yard, but it's like 50 degrees outside, you guys. <laughs> and that's pretty chilly. Um, what the heck is going on? But yet, no one's calling CPS on them. Or people have been calling CPS, and CPS is doing nothing. Come to find out, the inside of that house, the mother had diapers in piles all over the house. There was a mouse infestation. It was disgusting. When they moved, they just left. So apparently they knew that CPS was on to them or something like that. And they just up and left. I pray for those children. I have no, I still have no idea what ever happened to them, but I pray for them. Like, oh my God, to live in that kind of life. And the parents are just running instead of facing, hey, we're kind of shitty. You know, like, <laughs> and then for me, when I'm trying to be a good parent and then someone not only, I don't care if you report me, report me, right? It's better to be reported and be found innocent than to be re not report and that person needs to be reported on. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I'm fine with that. What We were at the YMCA and my oldest son who has a form of ADHD, it's just underneath that called DMDD or Disruptive Mood Dysregulation Disorder. It's... um. 
basically he acts younger. He's got a, he be, um, his reactions to things are in a younger manner. And he was, uh, we were at the pool and he wasn't paying attention, but I was. And he started to run, which one, we all know you don't run at a pool. Second of all, there's this little boy, probably two and a half, three years old, has one water ring on, is taking the other one off. Mom's not paying attention. She's talking with, I don't remember who it was. And my son's about to hit him. And what is he going to do? He's going to slip and fall right into the pool. He can't swim. He's got one water ring on. And so I grabbed my son's arm and I pulled it back. And of course, he's going to say, ow, well, he's running full sprint. I'm grabbing him. You know, he's coming to a full start. Of course, it's going to hurt. So I'm like, excuse you, what are you doing? And he's like, what's going? I'm like, first of all, you're running. Do you see that little boy right there? He's like, yeah. I'm like, did you see him before? No. Yeah, you about ran right into him. And you were going to knock him. I mean, the kid was less than six inches from the corner edge of the pool. I was like, you about knocked him in the damn pool. I was like, you were about to drown that damn kid. And the kid's mom's not paying attention. Who's going to pay attention? And I said, you're not supposed to be running in the first place. I said, you know, and then it's like, you need to have better attention. I'm like, you're done for today. I was like, this was uncalled for. You know the rules. And I took him away. Well, next thing I know, like less than a week later, I get a knock on the door. Hi, I'm with CPS. Oh my gosh, really people? And they go, I'm like, okay, come on in. What's this about? Well, someone reported you at the YMCA. And I said, okay, about what? A lady reported you grabbing your child's arm really hard and screaming into his face while gripping his arm so tight that it left a red mark saying that you were going to take him home and beat his butt until it was bloody. And I was like, wow, really? <laughs> I mean, first of all, you guys, if you're going to report something, don't exaggerate it. Please don't be truthful. And if you're not sure what someone is saying, either get closer and listen or mind your own damn business. That's how I am. If I didn't hear something clearly, I'm not going to come to assumptions because assumptions ruin people, ruin lives, ruin situations. All right. You never know. So I said, well, um, that's definitely not what happened. Um, let me, let me prove it to you. And she looked at me and I said, hold on. I said, uh, and I called my son out and I said, um, you remember when we were at the YMCA? And he's like, yes. I go, do you remember when we left early? And he said, yes. I go, what was the reason? I was about to run into a little boy and I wasn't paying attention. And I was running next to the pool. I said, okay, did I, um, can you tell me what happened? Like you were running and then what happened? Well, you grabbed my arm and you pulled me back and it really hurt. And I said, yeah, I, I stopped you. Yeah, that hurt. It would have hurt. I'm sorry about that. And he's like, yeah. And then you, you pointed out the boy and, you know, my, my son went through this. Never once said I was going to beat his ass to a bloody pulp. Never said any of this crud. And then I looked at her and I go, so without prompting, my child just told you what happened. Does that sound like I was going to beat his butt to a bully pope? Do you, does it sound like I had no rhyme or reason to stop him? Or does it feel like I was a parent parenting my child, preventing my child from injuring or harming another child? And she was like, um, yeah, I'm sorry for your time to waste your time. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> you know, you guys, that, that's what I'm getting at. It's okay. It's okay to report. 
don't don't balloon it up. Don't try and make the person look evil. This is what I heard. I'm not sure. It's okay. You can say that. Hey, I'm worried because the tone that was taken was not something that I felt was warranted for the situation. Do you see what I'm saying there? I don't feel it was warranted. I would appreciate if you guys could look into this. Do you see what I'm saying? Or the other thing is too, look on the ding child. Is there a ton of bruises on this ding child? On their arms, their back, their face, their neck, not their legs, right? Kids are very, very, you know, physical and they kick and stuff like that. It wouldn't be on their legs. You know, think about these things before you go and make a report. Okay. And like I said, I really don't mind that that person did. I just didn't like the fact that she completely lied about what was said. <laughs> and yes, I found out it was a woman. Um, so back to circumcisions for boys. Doing this research, because I always like to provide facts, I thought it was pretty interesting that did you know that right now they are trying to find out if circumcision, circumcising your boy can actually help prevent the spread of HIV. I don't know how that would happen. Uh, what is what does circumcising have anything to do with it? I have yet to find though why a boy's circumcision has anything to do with preventing or spreading HIV. I've been looking for it and it's just it's not working. <laughs> um, I go to Google Scholar, which I recommend all of you guys to. It's scholar.google.com. And what's amazing about this is you can look up any article written on any topic that you're looking for. You're looking for, oh, well, immunizations, data on does it cause autism. There are many articles written. Now, remember, an article is written on actual factual data. You can also look for the actual um, medical report or medical testing that was done. You would just look that in under Scholar. So right here, um, I'm going to type it in with you guys. Male circumcision. It would help if I could spell correctly, you guys. Sorry about that. Circumcision. For HIV prevention. All right. From evidence to action. It's the first article that popped up. An estimated 2.5 million people are newly infected with HIV in 2007, of whom two-thirds live in sub- Saharan Africa. So in the context of the urgent need for intensified and expanded HIV prevention and efforts, the conclusive results of three randomized controlled trials, so RCTs, showing that male circumcision reduces the risk of HIV acquisition by approximately 60% are both promising and challenging. Translation of these research findings into public health policy is complex and will be context specific. So, I mean, the only thing I could think of, right, is because the skin would then cover, I guess, and it would sit there. But I mean, if you think about it, HIV would be through blood or semen. Hmm. Weird, right? Um, are they saying that they can wash it? And do they have to wash it directly after, you know? Um, yeah, and it looks like they use the exact same sided stuff here. Um, now, this is what's great about Google Scholar. I'm looking at this one, 
and it's actually got six different articles related to it that you can go through. You can also go all the way down below and you can see um, related articles. You can also look at cited, like who else has cited it? And 12 different versions of it, and which means that someone has reevaluated um, re it and put it as their citation. So um, this was something new, to be honest. And that's why I said I love being my eyes opened. I had no idea that they were looking into this for HIV prevention. Um, they're hoping that with this new information that they will be able to re-medicalize um, and make it more accessible. Because remember, right now is considered an elective surgery where you have to pay out of pocket or hope you have Medicaid or hope your medical um, insurance will provide it at a low cost or no cost. Um, and depending on where you have it, you can have it done for anywhere between one to $500. It just depends where you're at and your location. Um, the other thing I did not like was the risk of urinary tract infections. Again, that comes down to cleanliness and teaching your children how to properly take care of themselves, which I feel like that should be for anything, right? You teach your kid how to scrub their ears, how to wash behind their ears, how to, you know, scrub their butts, wipe, you know, wash their crotch areas. It doesn't matter boy or girl. That is our duty as their parents. So, um... So it's just saying evaluation of current evidence indicates that the health benefits for newborn male circumcisions outweigh the risks. Now, remember, the idea that the health benefits is that it can help with cancer, which penile cancer, which I've never, I've always found that if it was cancer, it would be more in the scrotum, you know, in the balls and things like that. That was my understanding. I will have to look into this a little bit more. Again, this one article kind of like, I was like, oh man, I had, like I looked up like seven to 10 different articles and I was kind of like on a road. And then all of a sudden I'm like, well, that just threw a wrench in my stuff. <laughs> um, it says specific benefits from male circumcision were identified for prevention of urinary tract infections, acquisition of HIV, transmission of some sexually transmitted infections and penile cancer for me my thing is, is like um let's just not even try what sexually transmitted diseases um i feel like circumcised or not let's just wear a condom how about that that sounds great <laughs> um is imperative for those providing circumcision are adequately trained and that both sterile techniques and effective pain management are used um, in general, untrained providers who perform circumcisions have more complications than well-trained. Well, I would hope so too. Now, this is what I agree with 1000%, which I was not provided. And I feel like maybe this is something we need to be shooting for a little bit more too in our communities. Parents are entitled to factually correct, non-biased information about circumcision and should receive this information from clinicians before conception or early in pregnancy, which is when parents typically make circumcision decisions. I would say as soon as I found out I was having a boy, that was kind of when I started thinking about it, to be honest. Um, I also found out, I don't know if you guys know about this, but factors associated with early deaths following needle natal male circumcisions. This was written in 2018 um, for deaths between 2001 and 2010. Um, 
Uh, it's a really small little paragraph. I'll read this to you. We sought to quantify early deaths following needle nail circumcisions, some hospital admissions. So again, remember, it just depends who is, you know, recording these. And to identify factors associated with such mortality, we performed a retrospective analysis of all infants who underwent circumcision in a patient inpatient hospital setting during the first 30 days of life using the national inpatient sample from 2001 to 2010. Over 10 years, 200 early deaths were recorded among 9,833 subjects. Oh, wait, hang on. Okay, I think that's supposed to, they didn't put a comment in here, you guys, I'm sorry. 9 million, <laughs> that's a bigger number, 9,833,110 subjects. So that's one death per every 49,000 circumcisions. Note this figure should not be interpreted as casual, but correlational as it may include both undercounting and overcounting of deaths attributed to circumcision. Compared with survivors, subjects who died following newborn circumcision were more likely to have associated core morbid conditions such as cardiac disease. So they're saying that, um, they're saying that um, with the circumcision, it also sparked another issue with the child that could have not been seen. Um, so yeah, there was just the HIV things, trends in hospitals. Um, another one was that, um, hospitals, let me see here. I'm pulling up these articles. I, I saved them for you guys. Um, so it just said one constructive feature has come out of all the circumcision controversy. It has made us aware that neonatal circumcision is not a simple procedure and that it should not be regarded as routine it is a surgical procedure and it should be taught as one. Um, for all others, the available facts still allow for a decision based on one's perception of those facts. So it's just saying if one has the perception that there is a value in providing or improving their local hygiene or the loss of the prepuce <laughs> will allow for an early discovery of penile lesions or cancer, or the circumcision actually does cause a decrease in the incident of penile or cervical cancer. Um, it is important then that one might well advocate for neonatal circumcision. If, however, one sees the potential values as insignificant in light of lack of hard data, which there is, you guys, remember, we can't quantify a lot of these issues because of small clinicians or small offices, small doctor's offices, hospitals who don't report properly, um, parents who don't bring their children in when they should, and then other things happen. You know, we can't quantify a lot of these things. Um, I found that there's a lot of that, especially when it comes to um, other issues like with COVID, you know, we haven't been able to quantify a lot because a lot of people have been getting COVID but staying home and not reporting it. So, um, you know, that's crazy. So, um, in light of lack of data relating circumcision to penile cancer, cervical cancer, and then if one is concerned with the quote rape of the phallus, 
one uh, then one is against routine neonatal circumcision what i really liked about this one article that was written by uh, elliot grossman and norman posner was at the very end of it i really loved this and, to, and this is how i feel about a woman and her decision when it comes to abortion when it comes to her getting her tubes tied, ladies, because I'll tell you right now, no doctor should be saying no to us. If we are over the age of damn 18 and we say we don't want a damn child right now, we can have that right. And in the end, the only person we can regret is ourselves making that decision. So I love this quote. Until these are available, no, sorry, today's tendency to make decisions on the evaluation of the risk benefit ratio is clearly difficult if both are not adequately quantified, which they're not. They very much well are not. Until these are available, the decision of whether or not to circumcise must result from the objective decision between the doctor and the parents of the newborn males. And I really do believe that. I mean, it came down, and for me, it became down to me and my husband. Um, we decided... Um, we decided that for our sons, if they want it done, we will pay for it. Right now, it is. It is technically not necessary. It is not medically covered. Uh, nothing. So if they want it done, we will provide that for them when they get older. We will pay for it to be done. We will get the medications for them. We will find the best doctors. Whatever they want, you know, if they come to that point where mom, I... I'm not happy or, you know, if he goes, I'm pretty sure they're not going to come to their mom. <laughs> but if they go to their dad, you know, and dad, I really don't like the fact that I'm not circumcised, blah, 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 blah. You know, all the other guys are, I feel really whatever, you know, that is their choice. And at that point we will take care of that then. Um, again, I tried with my first son, um, that was botched and I'm, I feel horrible for it. But I didn't feel like there was a need to go through it again. And I felt if there's an issue and he wants it fixed, um, I'll take care of it then. You know, and that is, I stand by that 1000%. Um, what are your choices? What are your guys' views on that when it comes to circumcision? Whether you have or hope to have or, um, you know, have a male. Now, remember the whole tip of the penis, right? It, it's like a mushroom shape. It's supposed to actually provide a suction type thing, which is supposed to help with arousal and um, during intercourse. It's also been told to me that the reason the penis is shaped that way is that when he um, ejects, that it prevents the sperm from coming back out of the vagina and stays in to maximize um conception so that's kind of interesting um this was kind of a really cool you know thing to dive into you guys because again like i said i had my eyes opened a little bit i didn't know that they were looking into this with hiv like wow if i would have thought about that you know um maybe i would have thought about it a little harder hey you know they're showing that hiv hiv is less transmitted if the child is circumcised you know, who knows? Maybe at that time, you know, we would have ventured more to being circumcised. For cleanliness, I don't believe it, you guys. I think that's a farce. Uh, that just shows me that you're a lazy bum parent. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I'm a lazy bum parent sometimes too. Like, gosh dang it, just wash your dang penis. It's not hard. <laughs> but, um, you know, but that really does come to it. It comes down to teaching your children proper hygiene. 
Uh, we just showed the last two years that people were not washing their hands like we've been taught to since kindergarten. <laughs> they go over to the sink, you get their soap, happy birthday to me as you wash your hands twice. <laughs> um, you guys all failed at that. <laughs> Thank you. COVID proved it. <laughs> so, um, you know, for hygiene, I don't believe it. Um, religious purposes you know, there is a reason for that in religion. I get it. Okay. Um, for HIV, that's pretty interesting. I'd like to know more details. I'm definitely going to be looking that up a bit. You know, what were the research studies parameters? Um, was after intercourse, were those who were not, um, was everybody to wash their penises after and, you know, intercourse was it just intercourse and we weren't evaluating cleanliness afterwards or before you know I'd really be interested in that um you know so there's that um is it as a preference as a not as a mother but as a woman do we prefer to have an uncircumcised male and because we prefer it we look for you know we want to give our child that opportunity is that personal preference that we're pushing onto our children? I'm not saying it is. I'm just I'm, I'm just providing an argument, a question, right? Um, you know, is it something that we feel? And it showed that there was no difference. A lot of the articles I was writing that there was no uh, medical difference in sensitivity with or without the skin. I think that would come down to personal choice because I feel like if you look at it this way, right, if you're circumcised, your I hate to say it, but your penis will be like rough and toughened, right? Because it's kind of rubbing all over the place anyhow. And then uncircumcised, you know, they have to pull that skin back. The penis is kind of more protected. So I think I feel like it might be a little bit more sensitive. That's my my personal choice. thought, you know, I don't know. I'm not a man. <laughs> Right? I don't expect a man to talk to me about a vagina. <laughs> he doesn't have one. We all know those mans can't find a clitoris. <laughs> or the G-spot. There is a spot. They can't find it. Oh, you guys, I'm going to tell you right now. Ladies, 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 did you know that the clitoris isn't just that one spot, that it actually expands? It splits like a wishbone. Think about that like a chicken wishbone expands like a wishbone around both sides of the opening. So you actually get full clitoral stimulation by stimulating the whole area all at once. Crazy. Just saying I've been doing a lot of research ladies. <laughs> um, so, Hey, there you go. But right. But I mean, think about this. Are we putting our own personal preferences into the choices we make for our children? Which I think it does, right? We all kind of do, right? Like I did this and I failed. Don't do this. We're pushing our, our knowledge, but it's not knowledge. It's personal preference. It's pleasure. And it's weird to think about it that way, but are we doing that? Hmm. Again, please write me, you guys. Um, I've gotten a few emails. Um, keep them coming. I'm loving it. Uh, damn crotch goblins podcast at gmail.com just has it sounds damn crotch goblins podcast. So, um, D A M N 
C-R-O-T-C-H-G-O-B-L-I-N-S podcast at gmail.com, not .com. (laughs) So um, also I have that on Facebook. Remember, there is a space between the D and I think it's D space A space M-N. I'll pull it up right now for y'all. Um, but then that way there was only, yeah. So it's damn, but D space A space M N crotch goblins podcast. And that's on Facebook as well. And I try to release and let you guys know when I release new episodes, I have been doing horrible lately, you guys. And I appreciate your loyalty and listening. (laughs) Um, just got done with a massive, major network fox productions um and so that'll be airing soon i will give you a date september 21st a premiere will be on if you guys check that out you'll know what i'm talking about i'll be on i'm really excited about it um i did sign a non-disclosure agreement so i can't really tell you more about it but i am on that show wink wink and i'm very excited to be a part of that Uh, Especially first moving here to the big old L.A. City of Angels. Oh my gosh, don't get me started on that movie. It'll make me cry. Um, But yes, what other topics do you guys want to come about? This was one of the topics was male circumcision and cleanliness. I was thinking ear piercings. I was at the mall the other day and um, I was watching this little girl get her ears pierced by some lady with an ear piercing gun. And I'm just like, hmm. This person's pulling it out of a drawer. This thing hasn't been sterilized, isn't coming out of a sterilized box, isn't coming out of sterilized cleanliness bag, like a brand new fresh one. Nope, not at all. How do I know that this is going to be safe for my child? And then I thought about it. I went to cosmetology school. Last time I checked, you have to be licensed by the state you live in to touch another person. Think about that. Licensed. You go into a barber shop. licensed. They are licensed to touch you. They have proven that they know how to properly handle and sanitize their proper, their gear before touching another person. A tattoo artist is licensed to touch you. A piercer is licensed to touch you. A nurse is licensed to touch you. A doctor is licensed. Why is this person able to pierce a little girl's ear and they're not licensed? They're not trained. They don't have the health department looking over them, making sure they're doing it right. They don't have the health department making sure that they use brand new cleanliness things. I'll tell you right now, you guys, my daughter wants her ears pierced. I'll take her down to the next tattoo shop. You know why? Because I know they've proven themselves. They've proven themselves to the state that they know how to properly handle their things. I know that they have an autoclave in the back where they're going to sterilize those needles to the point where it is hospital grade. And if they don't, I will go to a shop that does. Because I promise you, My child will not have any opportunity to get an infection. The other thing is, is most of the time, those guns that they use, not the push ones, but the actual guns, they use blunt force trauma basically to the ear. So now you're damaging the tissue around where they just pierced an ear. They just punctured the skin. Why? It may take a little extra time, but I'll tell you right now, piercing it through a a licensed 
trained and someone who's been doing it for quite a while, a piercer, I've had, I've had ears done at Claire's. My parents got my ears done at Claire's. They did a shitty job. My one ear has been stretched and looks like every time I put an earring in, it looks like someone's like, oh my gosh, your earring's going to fall out. I'm like, no, they just screwed up my damn ear. I'm literally going to look into getting it surgically fixed. It's that bad, you guys. And then my second piercings, I got done at an ear piercing shop. Like there was a tattoo shop that also did ear piercings. And I'll tell you right now, they are fantastic. Those holes are still open. I never got an infection and they were healed within like three days. The other one took over a week and I kept using all the little stuff. Oh, here, you just use this ear cleaning solution. It did. Didn't work. Oh, use this. It didn't work. We'll take the earring out and clean it and do this. I did. Didn't work. I still got an infection in my damn ear. Ridiculous, you guys. So that's another topic that was brought up that I would love to go over. I will be doing my research on that before we get to it, ladies. But and gentlemen, I shouldn't say I know there are some gentlemen listening as well. So please, if you have any topics, any ideas, um, you are more than welcome to message me on Facebook at Damn Crotch Goblins Podcast. Email me at damncrotchgoblinspodcast at gmail.com or send smoke signals. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just make sure there's a coffee with that. <laughs> So, um, yes, and I just noticed too, because of this big, huge heat wave we're having here, there are fires all around me. I walked out of the house today and the sky was red and you could smell the smoke in the air and it was hot. You guys, it was hot. So I will definitely be putting out some more podcasts soon. Um, again, I'm sorry I haven't been sticking to the, uh, normal schedule doing this Fox production, I was getting COVID tested and being on set, COVID tested, being on set. Oh, and by the way, I also had my brakes done. Please, if you get your brakes done from anywhere, don't go where there's cars, but go to like a parking lot and hard brake, hard brake it, like slam your foot down and make sure you hard brake and that your ABS kicks in because I was, uh, I didn't do that. I didn't have to driving from the car place to my house and uh, took it onto the freeway and started going down a hill and went to brake. And I'm like, okay, it's not braking fast enough. Mind you, I had more than enough time between me and that vehicle. And I'm sitting there trying to push on, trying to push. I'm like, why is this not slowing down? I finally had to slam down on the brakes. The ABS system still did not kick in, you guys. My brakes failed and I still rear-ended the poor lady. I was only going about 10 miles an hour. The front end damage wasn't that bad at all by the time. Again, I had more than enough time to slow down. I, it was a very slow slowdown. But, um, you know, just be aware of that, okay? And uh, I contacted the, the car place and they're like, well, we do that right. I'm like, oh, of course you're not going to take responsibility. <laughs> But I'm telling you guys, you didn't. And I'm saying, please prevent this from happening to anyone else because you guys failed me. And I've trusted you guys as a company for almost 20 years. And I'm not happy with this. So, yeah, just be careful, you guys. I did get in a small fender bender. I hate that. My first accident in over 13 years. So crazy, right? Ugh. 13 years. I was on such a great winning streak. <laughs> so, and, but is it really my accident? I mean, the brakes failed me. It wasn't because of me. 
And I couldn't, I, you know, you say, well, why don't you just go into the other lane? I would have, but the cars were coming the opposite direction in the other lane. Couldn't do that. So, yeah, it was between a rock and a hard place, basically. So I took it and bit the bullet. So, you guys, the weekend is coming. And whether it's not, please remember, we are all in this together, you ladies. And one thing, uh, since I don't have someone on here, I'm going to start with my own little sentence of wisdom. You know, when it comes to you and your child, remember that you have a duty, you know, to make sure that's the best decision. And remember that while you may fear it, fear is the biggest thing we can overcome, but it's the biggest thing that will hold us back. Become properly informed. Don't follow what someone says. Follow the facts. Follow the information. Go do your research. Do not make a decision based off of because he said, she said, or three people out of 10,000 people got sick, or three people out of 10,000 died. Three people out of 10,000 died just getting in a vehicle every day, you guys. Think about that, okay? Put it into perspective. When it comes to your child, I'm a big advocate. Please immunize your children. They don't deserve to be in the hospital for months. They don't deserve to have years to lifelong issues. Don't make your children wear leg braces because they got polio. And polio is coming back around, you guys. And you know why? It's because people haven't been immunizing their children. Get your children the immunizations they need. Yes, it seems like a lot. But you know what? Don't sit there and, oh, look at all these needles in this baby. You do realize that majority of the shots are three in one, four in one. They're not individuals. Your child, when I've gone in, it's been two to three shots max and I think it's probably like 12 shots over like two years think about that 12 shots over two years you guys can handle that I can handle that our kids can handle that my kids don't even remember it and they're dumped their shots okay so immunize your children please protect them against those things that we have not as a generation have seen some of us have, like me, my grandfather had polio. I pray that no one else has to go through that. Please, we may not have seen it, but those before us have. And there's a reason why we have immunizations, because they were horrible. Look it up. You know, these polio, um, what was that, the kissing flu or whatever. It, these things should never be an issue, okay? Measles. Mono, these things need to stay gone for a reason. We need to immunize our children. Chicken pox, we need to keep our kids immunized because later it can turn into shingles. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to have shingles when we get older. Let's, let's keep our children from having it. I already have fibromyalgia. I hurt every day. I snap, crackle, and pop walking upstairs, okay? <laughs> I don't know if you do too, but, you know... Let's keep our children from having to deal with this. We can stop it now. It is our generation. It is our lifetime. Let's put our foot down. Let's stop living in fear and start living in the informed. Start having an open mind. We may not know everything, but we can actually take from others. Look it up. Back it up. Verify it. Don't just take it for word. Like the memes on, oh, so-and-so said this. Are you sure they said that quote? Are you a thousand percent the person who wrote this? knows that that person said that 
We don't. And I even put it on there. Don't know if this is true, but I like the quote. Do you see what I'm saying? Let's be acknowledgeable. Let's be authentic. Take responsibility. And let's be truthful to each other. And let's stop pulling each other down. We've got this, ladies and gentlemen. We can do this. We are the next generation. We are raising the next generation. And if we don't have kids and you just love enjoying my podcast, support those around you who have children. Okay? Fight for those who don't have a voice. Okay? And remember, autism isn't death sentence. They're just more lovable. My second child is, um, does have autism. And I'll tell you right now, he is a blast. He's hard to deal with sometimes because I can't understand him. But that's just for right now. And that will change. So remember, it's not a death sentence. Autism isn't horrible. And we can make it through. I love you guys all so much. I appreciate you joining me again. Uh, It was a little bit longer of one. And uh, I believe next, this next one will be over piercings. So I'm excited about it. I'm excited for the journey to look into it um, as someone who has ear piercings and who has also had tattoos. I'm excited about it. I think I might see if I can find a tattoo artist uh, and get some uh, first line interviews. also have, again, my friend from Germany. We are meeting up this week. I have uh, in the books a mom of three with twins. One's twins. Like once that's twins. I also have a father, a single father, who is fighting to be a dad and having somebody take advantage of him, saying that he's not. How do you fight that in court? How do you get through life on that? I can't wait to have him on the show. So you guys, lots of good things are coming. Please stick with me. Um, Again, I would love your guys' comments or ideas. Please shoot them to me. Damn Crotch Goblins podcast on... Uh, Facebook. Remember, the D and the A have spaces between them for damn. (laughs) It wouldn't let me, so it was a bad word. And um, again, you can email me at damncrotchgoblinspodcast at gmail.com. All right, you guys, like, subscribe, follow, share. I am hoping to get some merchandise up and going, some stickers, some maybe ball caps. I don't know. We'll have to see. But we'll get some stuff out here soon, uh, especially on my Facebook page. So keep it, like it, follow it. You'll know when the next episode is coming out. All right. Thank you again, and we'll see you soon.